Hi, you're listening to Andrew Farris on NXS Access All Areas with Hayden and B. Check it out. Well, hello and welcome to Annexos Access All Areas. My name is B, and I will be co-hosting this series of podcasts with my Annexos nerd Hayden Murdoch. We will be delving deep with you all to explore everything there is to know about this iconic band of brothers in excess, sharing music, tours, videos, albums and oh so much more. Hi, welcome to NXS Access All Areas, episode 49B, the podcast designed to dive deep into all things NXS, the legacy, get them in the Rock Hall of Fame and have fun with a community of like-minded people. Hello, B. how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Not bad, not bad. We, uh, we're counting down to our uh, first birthday. It feels a bit like Santa, um, maybe Christmas Eve almost, doesn't it? It's, it's a, yeah, it's very exciting to uh, think that it's only how many days away now? Ten for us, I think. Eight. Eight. Oh, oh, maybe my ten goodness. sleeps or something like that. But yeah. I can let the list, listeners know B's coming up with some crazy ideas. She informed <laughs> me before the podcast. And uh, um, I've, I've just said, listen, you know, this is your baby. This is your project uh, on, on episode 50. So <laughs> um, look out, listeners. This could You've go just got to turn up, Hayden. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how's your NXS week been? We always like to ask you that. Uh, what's sort of uh, coming to your NXS uh, sort of uh, intray this week? Anything uh, notable? Um. I'm just going to say that I've been engaging with a lot of fans this week and I'm going to mention them in fan engagement more so because um, there's Mm. a few things that's happened there. I got a pair of earrings today. Everyone's been really sweet. Everyone's been sending me bee things. I've got a pair of bee earrings and a beautiful bee necklace. So thank you to Ali and thank you to Karian. They are beautiful. And uh, But yes, I'll speak more in fan engagement about my in excess this week right how's yours well look it's been interesting uh mm-hmm. i've been sort of doing a little bit of research for the news and things like that which i always do and there's been some really interesting articles and updates this week i think we've got a bit of a bumper edition of media wars this week so Ooh. uh buckle buckle, buckle in <laughs> our, man, our man our man kirk's on a rampage so um mm-hmm. we will we will uh, hold back on that for the moment but um I guess uh, last week we did something a little bit different for everybody. We did a live stream uh, instead of a podcast. And I guess it was, um, you know, we probably scared the kids, you know, with our faces and things like that. But uh, uh, other than that, we had a bit of fun and um, we seemed to sort of uh, engage with quite a few people, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I know you don't like me coming out with the figures, but within, I think it was within three days, it had hit something like um, nearly 2,000 people. Oh, right, okay. which is really scary right <laughs> ah so um thank you, you know for what everybody. i would probably probably Ooh. say go is that good is that like normal <laughs> so I'll, I'll leave the metrics to you it but, was um, nice to share was, the screen with my daughter as well she had fun with yes. it she looked a little bit scared but she was having fun really i wasn't dragging mm. her into it everybody i'm <laughs> Well, people probably put a bit of a face uh, outside our uh, avatars to sort of who we are and what we do. But um, uh, I guess, uh, as I said earlier, you know, we are entering into episode 50 next week, which give or take a holiday or two. We've had probably a couple of weeks without podcasts in the 52 weeks. So 
next week is episode 50 uh, and it's our first annual uh, birthday. So we are looking forward to having, a, I guess, a, a podcast coming out of the Hard Rock Cafe, I believe, in Sydney. Is that right, B? Yeah, yeah, at the Jimi yeah. Hendrix the, the, um, yeah, yeah. B, B's hired the Beatles and the Stones are coming in for it, and Big Elvis <laughs> and Jimi Hendrix are, are going to be That's coming next down. Year. <laughs> or a Shirley MacLaine sort of uh, deep-seated sort of, I don't know. You uh, never know. You never know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll have some fun. Um, I guess uh, going into a couple of things, you know, looking looking into this episode, we are sort of wanting to look back a little bit on some of the the, uh, the people we've spoken to over the journey. And uh, there are some good outtakes, some stuff, B, that we, uh, I know with, for example, Blair, we had about six hours of footage there uh, <laughs> with Nick Egan, with Mark. We've got a lot of uh, uh, what we would say uh, archive footage or uh, broadcast stuff that, we would probably like to add into this uh, episode uh, this week and uh, just reminisce with some of the guests and some of the things we've enjoyed and sort of reset what our mantra is sort of going forward. And uh, um, I, uh, I had a cool idea, B. I was driving today and I thought this will be a really interesting sort of uh, podcast episode coming up. So it'll be something completely different, something very, very rare, something that's very risky. Uh, and I'm not going to announce what it is, but it is something I'm very, very passionate about. And in a couple of weeks' time, we will do it. You're intriguing me, mate. You're not even going to let on, <laughs> are you? Is this a lot yes. of work? No, I'm not. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm holding back on this one. Uh, but uh, yes, it's it's a little bit risky. It's 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 probably uh, going to test the, uh, the the patience of our listeners. But you know what? This is this is a podcast aimed to push the envelope, not seal the envelope. Give okay? me a so, clue. Huh? It's going to be about the music. It's going to be about the tunes, about the music. So I'll, I will leave it at that. Okay. It's always yeah. about the music, isn't it? <laughs> well, it should be. I'd like to say hello to everybody outside on the highway. Let's all say hello to everybody outside. It's about 10,000 people at least. Hello. Hello to our honorary patrons, Nick Egan and Mark Opitz. Sue D, Joe Robbins, Paul Boozy, Pedro, Lisa Urban, Foxy, Felicia, Sarah Markram, Laurie, Carmen, Matt Dean, Mandy, Linda, Danielle, Dr. Jim, Amanda, Leon, David, Sarah Cameo, Melissa, Anne-Marie, Lisa Calloway, Lisa McIntosh, Katie, Carrie-Anne, Vern, Caroline, Paul Jolie, Sandrine, Tracy, Tony, Warren, Sue B, Sue P, Amanda V, Ella, Ryder, and Eureka. Welcome to the podcast. We are lost, we found, we found together. couple of weeks we've got a couple of good episodes lined up uh post our first birthday uh celebration and stuff like that uh and from that sort of point of view um i just feel like you know we're really getting started with this thing like we've had sort of 50 weeks to sort of play around with our formats and what we're doing and uh there are some things that uh we uh, know the listeners love and we're going to be doing today pleasure and pain my version i guess 1992 mm-hmm. um but uh yeah there's gonna be a few little uh, new segments coming in that we're, we're very pumped about well i did a poll in the week i don't know if you actually saw that did you see my poll that i posted into hutch nation and i've got the results no. in you didn't 
No, no, I didn't. So I've got the results in. So that will be fun to find out what the fans actually think of us, Hayden. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Do, do, Do we care? Do we get caught? Oh, well, I do, if you don't. <laughs> I care what they think of the podcast, okay? Yeah, that's so what much... I mean. Right, okay. That's what it is. What did you think, comment? I thought about, well, you know, he likes what your hair. Because... You thought went want to know what yeah, they think of your I, hair. Yeah, I don't know. You know, are they into my football team? Are they no. sort of who I've divorced <laughs> recently? And, uh, you know, so, well, you know, whatever, whatever your poll is, okay, uh, what were the metrics? What were the outcomes? What was the oh. question? But the, the, the question was, it was a poll and it was uh, to ask him what was their favourite part of the podcast? And I've got it numbered from one to eight. So I'll be doing a little rundown of right. what came in. Okay. Well, I look forward mm. to hearing that. Mm. What's the time for? The news. Hi, it's Dave from England, and you're listening to In Excess Access All Areas with Hayden and B. And now it's time for the news. All right, well, time for the news, B. We always like to start off with the charts and uh, a bit of a different flavour this week. We will start off with the Greatest Hits uh, album, which obviously is boring on 350-something weeks in the charts, but uh, it did have a little bit of a renaissance a couple of weeks ago where it went from sort of almost the 50th or 49th up to 27th. Wow. Uh, it has really sort of bounded the wrong way, B. It's now sort of uh, ballooned out to 41. So, don't like uh, that number. No, we need like to get number. it in the 40. Sorry, yeah. everybody. You've got to well, go out and buy more. Well, we got into the 30s and the 20s there for a bit. So, um, mm. maybe maybe in honor of you know our podcast next week and the NXS's, um you know, global reach hitting diamond on this particular album and things. Uh, we could uh, really impart our wisdom on the fans to go out there and post watching Andrew live and a few other sort of uh, gigs he played. You could go out and not only get his country album, but also buy the greatest hits. Yeah. Uh, even if you only have four copies, have a fifth. <laughs> have one for the coffee table, one for the, the bedroom, one for the car, you know, one for the lounge room, you know, ha- have one everywhere. A bit like a remote control. Yeah. One for the wall. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, I'm still in, in research mode in getting Andrew's chart figures. I know he went from three to 10 to three in the charts with his country. I'm sorry. Uh, the, the chart figures aren't readily available or easy. I'm probably going to dive deep on that. So, a bit of homework for me. However, B, you did alert me to another chart that came out, a podcast chart. Now, this is one of the rare times we'll do a bit of navel gazing and we'll look at ourselves and go, oh, look at me. Okay. Um, and uh, for some strange reason, B, in the Australian charts, in the Apple uh, history of music charts, uh, we uh, got as high as number four pod- podcast in the country. Oh, no. uh, I don't even know we were eligible for charts. And then this week we're number seven, but we're yeah. right up there. With, I'm quite happy uh, to be Dolly. number seven, aren't you? I'm quite happy to be number right seven, up. but to know that we've gone down four places is pretty awful. <laughs> we're up there with uh, in the charts just with us in this history sort of categorization of podcasts. We're up there with Bowie and we're up there with Dolly and we're up there with Joy Division and the Kent Brothers. Fernando Bello. Uh, <laughs> not exactly the craze, are they? The Kemp Brothers. <laughs> the, camp, uh, the Camp Brothers. Yeah, that's all right. The Camp Brothers. Um, and 
there's a couple of compilation things there. But uh, yeah, look, uh, yay us. We, uh, we've somehow uh, qualified for a chart position. Yeah, well, thank you, Australia. I think we yeah. need to thank Australia for that. That's really kind of you. Thank you for getting us up there. Thank you very much. Yeah. For those who've referred us for other people to listen, thank you too. A little bit of news, interestingly, B. I know uh, with the miniseries that obviously was in excess miniseries, they are making a miniseries about the Sex Pistols. Are they? Okay. Yeah. Now, Steve Jones was the guitarist in the Sex Pistols, and he probably was a really world-class guitarist. And um, he wrote, I think, a biography a few years ago. Um, and they're making the sort of cornerstone of that into a, a uh, sort of a series or miniseries. Uh, Johnny Rotten's rotten about the idea. Uh, he's he's uh, gone AWOL oh, well, this week on Twitter it. and everything there. And <laughs> Johnny uh, uh, Johnny Lighton himself, he's never known to endorse the uh, the mainstream. He'll take no. the contrary view on everything. <laughs> you say potato, he'll say potato. Um, yes, so punk at heart. He is, uh, but mm. he is quite funny to listen to. Um, uh, but the interesting thing about this miniseries, uh, B, is the person who played Michael uh, I think his real name is Toby Wallace. The person who played Michael in the miniseries as a teenager. Teenager, yeah. Is playing one of the members of the Sex Pistols, Steve Jones. Oh, really? I believe. Interesting. One, one, of the, one of the members, yeah. So, so you know, a bit of a link there from the Inaccess yeah. miniseries. He's, uh, he looked like a young Michael too very much, didn't he? He did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he played so, it really well, didn't he, for Michael? Yeah, and he's gone to be in quite a few movies in Australia and things and done very well. But, um, yeah, he's going to be in this miniseries. And, What's his um, name again? Uh, Toby what? I think Wallace is his name. And it's going to be uh, produced uh, by Danny Boyle, a very famous oh, English director yes. from Train Spotting fame. Yeah, and right opened on. the Olympics or choreographed the Olympic opening uh, in London uh, eight years ago. Okay. So yeah, so a little bit of an inaccess link there to that mini series. In gig news, a uh, bit of an exciting gig. If you're in Brisbane or Queensland in Australia, uh, there's an awesome concert coming up. Obviously, John Stevens is playing inaccess and Noiseworks tunes, uh, and he's still going to be doing that. Uh, but there's another Australian band that had some international success, um, a little bit in America and, and, and Europe and things, called Boom Crash Opera. Uh, a bit of a contemporary of In Excess and Noiseworks around that late 80s, early 90s era. One of the band members actually used to live in my street when I was a kid, and he's the main songwriter of the band, a guy called Richard Pleasance. Um, but that band, Boom Crash Opera, are doing a double bill with John Stevens in Queensland, I think at the Fortitude sort of uh, Valley uh, Festival Hall there. Uh, and that's on July 22. And uh, it's going to be a pretty big gig because that venue holds a few thousand people. So there's uh, quite a lot of, you know, um, well, there'll be a big crowd there and uh, a double shot of sort of in excess noise works, boom crash opportunes. And um, I don't know if you've heard much of them in Australia, but you might have heard the song Dancing in the Storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, is their probably biggest hit they had. Yeah. Uh, so but they, they were a really good band. And, uh, yeah, if you're in Queensland or thereabouts, I would urge yourself to do a favour and get to that one. Yeah, sounds fun. Lying in the dark, I know you are awake. I will not give in. I will not give in. Pulling faces and admitting not a thing. I will not give in. I will not. Well, uh, APRA Awards for this week, which is really the Performing Sort of Rights Association Awards, the Songwriters Awards, and as we've mentioned previously, through the Dua Lipa sample on uh, Break My Heart, uh, Andrew Farris and Michael were nominated through the Need You Tonight sample lift, uh, and Andrew turned up to those awards, didn't he, B? Yeah. 
but uh, yeah, they didn't win on the night. Someone else won at the no, there, but yes, right. he was there and his hat was also there uh, and he had the big Cheshire cat smile on the uh, red carpet. Cute. Uh, so yeah, he was there. I'm sure Marlena was in tow with him as well. Nice, nice. Yeah. Also, too, we love to give a little bit of recognition to other podcasts, anything else out there that does promote in excess. Uh, there is a, a good sort of podcast series called Dustin's Vinyl. Now, what Dustin does, he talks about a famous vinyl sort of or, you know, an album and maybe talks about, you know, the actual album sort of vinyl version of. Uh, and this particular week is an episode uh, 18 uh, on the album Kick. So uh, it is the go-to album internationally where people, if they're going to talk about NXS, they go to that album. Yeah, yeah. But um, like anything, you know, do yourself a favour. You've got 30, 40 minutes to, to listen and have someone else share our love of the band. Can I add to the news, please? You can. I know you're itching there with can your you body to get something out. Can you tell? Out. I've got something I in my head. Tell. It's coming out my ear. Okay. Go um, share. <laughs> um, the Don't Change Boys is manager mm. as um, just farewelled himself from yeah. yeah. So we'd like to congratulate you on your success of the band Don't Change. Um, Mike Hennessy started off as the bass player in yep. Don't Change and has seen a big career move with them. He's actually got another band called The Wild Boys, which is a Duran Duran tribute band as well. So yeah, he's 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 going on to bigger things now. So congratulations, Mike, and um, thank you for everything. Those pictures that you put up were fantastic last night. Yeah. Did you see those? I Look, I saw a little bit of that, yeah. And mm. um, I think, uh, yeah, it seemed like he... he reached that point where, as I said, he probably had done what he wanted to do and moving on to yeah. other things. But, um, yeah, he was helpful in getting Blair on our show in the yes. early days of our podcast. I think yes. Blair was our first guest, wasn't he? Lovely man. Lovely, yeah. lovely man. Okay. And that's all I've got to say about that. All right. Now, B, you know oh, there's no, a what? subtopic here to this news where we like to uh, really just sort of uh, pull back on the media efforts of the band members and we call it Media Wars. Hi, this is Katie from England. You're listening to NXS Media Wars. All right, well, uh, look, Kirk, you can't keep a good man down, B. Uh, there was a feature article in all the uh, national papers over the last sort of seven or eight days about how uh, NXS are choosing to honour Chris Murphy's wishes. And... Uh, uh, you know, that band, uh, you know, wanted to put someone up there to talk about uh, the legacy of Chris and, you know, the working with, um, uh, is it Blue Boy, Baby Boy? Uh, Baker Boy. Baker Boy, okay. Uh, and aligning it, aligning the band, you know, with uh, contemporary type of initiatives like Lego and things and video. Um, dance, and vi- yeah, dance videos. Kids making yes. their own dance videos. Yeah, and just talking about the modern day way the band are looking to keep relevance, you know, with you know the miniseries and, and, mm-hmm. and theatre productions and all sorts of things. Uh, but there's Kirk. He popped up uh, in a <laughs> uh, feature article there, smiling like the Cheshire cat he was with you, and uh, he was out there talking all and sundry there and saying, well, look, Andrew Farish, you might be on a tour around Australia at the moment, but uh, 
you know, the, the sheriff is back in town and he's got a badge and it says KP and uh, I am going to uh, just uh, reassert myself uh, uh, in the uh, media space. He ain't going to let go, is he? All things in excess, that's right. And, he ain't uh, going to let go. <laughs> yeah, not only, not only did the other couple of weeks ago, he did the film clip there coming up the escalator with John uh, <laughs> yeah. and then he popped up last week on Andrew's tour there. He did. Uh, at the concert, you know, you're sitting there. And before you knew it, there was the saxophone solo and there's Kirk on stage. Uh, <laughs> he's popped up in the uh, national papers again and uh, we got to love Kirk. He's just, he's a media, he's, he's he, look, he uh, does I'll, love I'll it. use the words that Mark Opage uses, he's tarting it up. He is a tart, he is. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Kirk. But, but <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, Kirk got trumped, More? okay? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, because... Uh, uh, Andrew himself, uh, as we alluded to earlier, uh, has decided to sort of roll up the red carpet and go, listen, this APRA award thing, it's not really my cup of tea. I'd rather be milking cows in Tamworth. Uh, I'd rather be playing tunes uh, in Gundagai. But uh, the red carpet came out and then Andrew said, look, Kirk, step aside. The, the hat is making an appearance here tonight. I'm making an appearance. <laughs> the songwriter of Need You Tonight's making an appearance. And uh, just know your place, son. Uh, the man is appearing so andrew touche well done you have uh, asserted your uh, ascendancy in media wars and uh kirk uh, uh it's back to you it's uh, i guess it's uh, now juice if we look at a game of tennis so kirk uh the, you've got the it's on your serve now to to uh, uh come back at this particular one. Oh, you know what if there's any artists out there that can cartoon strip this <laughs> i think it would be brilliant the hat versus the smile <laughs> <laughs> and the saxophone and well, the I, I reckon it's that. I reckon it's the hat versus the sax. <laughs> maybe, maybe on our maybe on our podcast we can put the hat there with the sax, <laughs> and we can put some glasses on the saxophone. Yeah. What do you reckon? Yes, yeah? yes. And we can put a little. We can oh, put please, a little. Please, please, someone do it. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a Nick Egan task. We can sort of do. Oh, Nick could do a good one. A yeah. little media wars thing. We want to get a little saxophone there with the glasses, and maybe the little dirty Sanchez sort of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Nice. Okay. Bee's Moving just, on. B's just done a good gestural radio gag for that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's, uh, that's. I used to have a pair of cowboy boots called Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> well, well, you know, we, we, might, we might call it a wrap on the news there, B. Okay. Before we, before we enter another type of podcast, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, it's Paul from Sydney. Uh, you're on Access All Areas with Payton and B. It's time for Pleasure and Pain. All right, so we're going to do Pleasure and Pain, 1992. Thank you for giving me the chance to reply to your Pleasure and Pain from a couple of weeks ago, B. Uh, do have an extensive list of some fantastic 1992 songs, and I have a big list of some shockers. We thought just for the sake of efficiency and time, we will put all the good ones in this episode, and then we will come back and revisit the shockers in a couple of weeks' time, because uh, I do have uh, equal doses, uh, amounts of good and bad. Uh, the first one, though, is that classic one-hit wonder that uh, was a great vocal, was a big hit around the world, uh, great voice and great song, and this lady just sort of disappeared. But uh, take it away, B. Don't 
right, Tasman Archer, Sleeping Satellites, B. I think she was a British performer, I believe, and that would have been a hit over in the UK uh, where uh, you're originally from. You know that song particularly well? I thought Seal had done this song. No, no. Are you sure? He was around right, right about the similar era. I mean, he, he had the song Crazy. Uh, it's very similar then, isn't it? It just reminded me straight away of Seal. I really yeah, it thought was, it was Seal that sang this. Uh, it was, look, the production values around that particular time, you know, uh, probably is similar in the sense of, mm. of, of that song. But, um, um, you know, it's a, it's a great sort of uh, version. And I, and I heard a podcast a few months ago about the guy who produced it and name escapes me, et cetera, there. But um, it was a song that, you know, he was very proud of and things. And, um, yeah, I mean, it still gets played on the radio these days. Uh, I think it's a great version or oh. a great sort of vocal, I should say. Yeah, um, it's a lovely song. But I yeah. really, really think, Get seal sang it. No, <laughs> like it's a where lady. Where I got that from? Really, Floyd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, next, next one here, yeah. uh, put on is a more of a local song. Now, uh, this is a pretty heavy song, and uh, this is a particular band that uh, had a name, and then when they went to America, they had to change their name because the name was already taken. Uh, they had a bit of a run about eighteen months, two years in Australia, where they had three or four EPs and an album, and did really well, and they sort of just disappeared, unfortunately. But uh, this particular song absolutely rocks. Uh, take it away, boy. Killing Time, uh, who ended up changing their name to Mantissa. Uh, the song was uh, Dream Alone, uh, and it was from, the, I think, the EP Dreams. Uh, and uh, that song, you know, really rocks. Like, if you uh, can download that, find that, whatever, uh, still sounds great. Uh, it makes Guns N' Roses seem like uh, their sound was anemic. Uh, this was thick, chunky, riff, guitar, heavy, passionate um uh without the hairdryer it's sort of uh you know rock uh, of that era too so uh yeah love this song still okay first time in hearing it for me i must admit it didn't really rock my boat it's yeah. a bit of a knack for me but yeah. maybe it might be a grower might have to give it a good another go yeah okay. i like your next one <laughs> All right. Okay. Number three. Uh, I think you might put something on your great on uh, your nine nine two with her as mm. well. But uh, uh, look, we'll just play it and uh, we'll let the listeners enjoy. Okay. Beautiful. Can't get enough of Annie, Annie Lennox. 
And uh, yeah, Broken yeah. Glass, Walking on Broken Glass by Annie Lennox. Beautiful. Good choice. Really good choice. If you've got some memories you of this the film song. Clip? Not really, no. Yeah, I remember the film clip. The film clip uh, was a, a take on Dangerous Liaisons. Oh. And in the film clip, they actually have John Malkovich and Hugh Laurie, the actor, English actor Hugh Laurie, who plays the man him. on the house. And, yeah. Yeah, it's in the film clip. Yeah. I so saw him come and, on and I was like, what? Was that him then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but, but it was, I think it was the third song off her album Diva and just rocks. You know, well, not oh, rocks. The whole it's just, album it's just is a, amazing. It's just, it just flows and it's just such mm. a great vocal and, mm. and, and the piano and everything. It's just awesome. So, yeah. well done to Analytics. Okay. All right. Uh, well, for every little melancholy sort of ditty, uh, we're going <laughs> to ramp it up again with a little bit of rock. And uh, oh, I love this band, so yeah. take it away, B. No worries. That was Midlife Crisis by Faith No More. Now, Faith No More, to this day, love them. They're top five mm, bands. Agreed. Mike Patton, uh, the second album, well, not the second, probably the third album, actually, this was off, was the lead single, Midlife Crisis. Particular song there had a sort of a sample uh, owed to Cecilia by uh, Simon and Garfunkel or Paul Simon. I guess as, a, as the lead track uh, off this album, uh, showed a real vocal maturity from Mike Patton from the previous sort of debut album that he was involved with, with Faith No More, uh, which was the the real thing. So this album was really big in Europe and Australia. And uh, I still play this song. I still love it. It still gets airplay in Australia. Uh, Australia's probably their second biggest market. That's uh, well, actually, probably their biggest market actually uh, outside the UK and America, where you know they perform. But um, yeah, I always think Mike Patton's a real genius of a, of a vocalist. So love this one. Yeah, way cool, way cool, mate. Okay, next one. Okay, now as you probably noticed, listeners, we are ramping something up with something heavy, and we're coming back down with something really cool and sliding through. Uh, so this is a real <laughs> pop song. This was a chick anthem at the time. It still sounds great. Uh, we will play it and let you all just run around the, the living room with your your fake <laughs> microphone and get into it. Take it away, B. Get ready, girls. I do. Yeah. She's damn, gorgeous, isn't damn, she? Damn, I wish I was your lover, huh? Uh, I do. 
but yeah. not yours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we might edit that bit out. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, you know, this song was such a powerful vocal and a lyric and, you know, every time I hear it, I think it's just a real classic. It's sort of timeless and, uh, um, you know, she didn't go on to do a lot. Um, no. um I think she went and sort of did some vocals, maybe with Pink Floyd or whatever there and okay. a few different things. But, um, but yeah, she... she um, Great she was, voice. She, this was a great, great vocal, great, mm. great song, and uh, a great lyric and great production. Uh, still sounds fresh and vital today. So, yeah. Well classic. done, Sophie B. Hawkins. Well done, Sophie. All right. Next one. Combination of a dance and country B. This is a bit of a, a, a real fusion here. So, we'll, we'll put it on and we'll come back. And I think you've got a story to tell about this song. So, uh, take it away to begin with, with the song. song to have a country singer in the middle of it and an aging country singer as well but she rocked it didn't she well is that the <laughs> it got the, to uh, number one in england it did justified an ancient the ancients mm. of moo moo or whatever there but uh like yeah, queen she, yeah <laughs> and and, and Look, she, she passed away, I reckon, within about 12 months of this song coming out. Oh, really? Yeah, I never yeah. That. But she, she had a bit of a sort of a little renaissance there. And the, the KLF uh, were very much known after this album. They did a the Brit Music Awards and they 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 absolutely destroyed one of their songs uh, on on stage uh, with a heavy metal sort of guest vocalist, and then they went down to Parliament and burnt a, a million pound, dollars and pounds. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and just disappeared. Yeah, <laughs> and said the KLF are now leaving the building. <laughs> yeah, did they, they got into trouble for that? Didn't probably? They? Yeah, they're yeah. breaking the law. So. Uh, yeah, so uh, a little bit of a left turn there, but that song mm-hmm. was big in Australia as well. So uh, well done, the KLF. Yes. And Tammy won it. And Tammy. All right, next one. We're going to go down sort of the southern bowels of America here and we're going to get sort of really sort of a bit sort of Rolling Stonish 60s version type sort of uh, psychedelic country tinge band. Okay. Uh, I will announce it's the Black Crows with Remy. Take it away, B. <laughs> Just still has a great groove into it, you know. The, the 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 Black Crows were never trying to be anything more than what they were, you know. Just a very. Do you uh, think? 
No, what are you that, talking I mean, about? They, they were, were trying to be Primal Scream. They were no, trying to be Jagger. No, 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 no. no, they weren't trying to be something original. That's what I'm trying oh, to say. Oh, right. Okay. They, they, were, say. They, they, they were Primal Scream meets, you know, the, uh, yes. well, the, the country version, country tinge version of Primal Scream and the rootsy uh, Rolling Stones version. But uh, yeah, they, they were very happy in their 60s, 70s tinged uh, uh, yeah. rock country thing going. So yeah, I loved that though, because that was like, that was the sort of thing that I was like rocking out to when I was um, at the student bars. It was like that sort of era of looking sort of grungy, but you'd have that take on that 60s, 70s groove as well. Well, that, Yeah, they had an interesting period because they came in in 1990 with uh, Shake Your Moneymaker and they had mm, uh, they played Hard to Handle, which was sort of the, sort of the, I guess, a, a covered, been covered by everybody. And yeah. uh, But they had a, a song called Jealous Again and then She Talks to Angels and th- oh, yeah. this, this, this album blew up big time and, mm. and it was around that grunge time coming in, but they didn't care. They were just doing their thing. And yeah. then this, uh, this song, Remedy, off the, I think the Southern... Uh, Harmony and Musical Companion album it was a was a big hit and um, yeah they didn't probably kick on to the levels of their first two albums but um, yeah this still sounds great so uh, takes me back to 1992. Great choice. All right, what's your next one? All right, I'm going to play this B and I'm going to just see if you can tell who the two vocalists are. So because it's an interesting song, I, I know when I sent it to you earlier today, you didn't really know who it was or who the, what the song was, but uh, I'm going to need to play it and then see if you can pick who the, uh, the vocalists are. Back. Who do you think it is, B? Eddie Vedder. Yes. Is it? Also, yeah, is it, it is. Yeah, a young Eddie Vedder, though. It is a young, young, yeah. I was yeah. thinking, God, that sounds like Eddie Vedder. Sounds like Eddie Vedder before 100,000 cigarettes. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's singing with another guy. Do you know who the other guy was? No. It's Chris Cornell from Soundgarden. <gasps> wow. Yeah. yeah. So they were yeah. a band. They, they, well, they, they sort of had this one album sort of together where it was a combination, I think, of... Um, uh, I think it was Mud Honey, and, and then there was some remnants of the of Pearl Jam, and uh, and anyway, they put this album together called Temple of the Dog, and the song's called Hunger Strike, mm. uh, and it's a great song. It still sounds great, still sounds fresh, and you know, Valet to Chris Cornell, it probably you know has one of the best sort of voc- vocal vocal uh, ranges and abilities of all time. But so, um, yeah, because yeah. you you sent me the list, and I had a little listen to everything, and I listened to it, and my notes said, I think. Really? This might be a grower. It's one yeah, of those that I thought yeah. I like it, but I yeah. need to listen to it again. And then, and yeah. I've put sounds a little bit like Eddie Vedder, someone is, trying yeah. to, and it was. Oh, well, it was wow. I think it's nineteen ninety. It was recorded so thirty years ago. Um, wow. And um, but yeah, it's sort of like pre-stardom, and you know, I said pre pre international fame. But uh, yeah, this one has a real cult following and uh, and legacy still. 
Well, um, our Blair would enjoy that then because he's complete Pearl Jam um, devotee, yeah. isn't he? And look, as I said there, look, it was probably recorded in 1990, but when Pearl Jam took off in Soundgarden with, I think, um, uh, well, they had Super Unknown in 94 and then they had uh, Bad Motorfinger around 90, 1991, roughly. Uh, when, when those bands took off, this album, you know, um, uh, Temple of the Dog album with Hunger Strike, the song on it, got re-released. So it sort of hit you know, everyone's sort of consciousness in 92 once those other bands had sort of gained prominence. So uh, that's why it qualifies for this podcast uh, of 1992. What does Temple of the Dog mean? Uh, I don't know, but there's Please. a picture of the dog on the cover of the album. Oh, uh, right, okay. So, you know. Temple of you know, the Dog. Okay. You know, what mm. does Rolling Stones mean? You know, some stones rolling down the street, maybe, I don't know. After the <laughs> magazine, I don't know. Um, what does Bridget Hewitt mean? I don't know, it's just a name. I can name. tell you later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We'll move from philosophical tone into uh, another one. And no, this we'll- isn't just another one. This is epic. Oh, this you like this is one? Your, this is my favourite one out of your whole oh, list. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Take it away. If I had my time again. excited you were giving me notes and prompting me but let's just talk about this bloody song it's wonderful can i say it is f ing (laughs) wonderful who is it (laughs) it's big audio dynamite b-a-d bad oh this out the whole album i just love it love it love it love it as soon as i hear this song i just have to stop everything and i have to dance like an idiot to it it's just so unusual and catchy and i just love the lyrics to it that's like i'm 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 skinny but all my mates are fat it's just so brilliant Uh, somehow i stayed thin while the other guys got fat i'm fully grown and i know where it's at somehow i stay thin while the other guys got fat singing you know the only important thing these days is rhythm and melody rhythm and 
So just a bit of a backdrop for this. The, the actual band, they, they, they're big audio dynamite, but they changed their name to BAD2. Yeah, that's right. Because they had a, a hit in the mid-80s called Bottom The Bottom Line, and then they sort of went and did a few different things. And uh, Mick Jones from The Clash, this is that's his right. band. It's his. Um, he then sort of got really heavily involved in sort of samples and, and fusion and some dub stuff and things like that. So there's another hit on this album called The Globe. Um, and this, this song itself is called Rush. Um, but this was number one in Australia. I think it charted well in America and the, the UK, but it was uh, a number one hit here. Um, there's a certain lyric we like, but we might give it another little second version. We're going to sort of put this little <laughs> oh, bit of yeah. another goer on it. So okay. I'll throw to that, B. All right. All right. Um, yeah, so uh, what a line of all my friends, you've been the best to me. Um, I, a mate of mine who, um, who turned 50 last year, I sent that lyric to him because he introduced me to this song at uni. Oh. So it was sort of a little gift to him. I said, oh, you know, he was a good friend and I sent that lyric to him and, you know, it was it was great. But um, also this particular song has a sample on it of Bubba O'Reilly from The Who. So a lot of those keyboard flourishes towards the end, it's, it's literally a lift of the Bubba O'Reilly song by The Who. Uh, which has that lyric, Teenage Wasteland. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you probably know that song. But, uh, yeah, this is great. It just uh, uh, just still sounds fresh, doesn't it? Okay, because I've got a podcast. I'm just going to put this out. If there's any collectors <laughs> out there that want to get this <laughs> album for me, please. Yeah. I want it on vinyl. Okay. <laughs> please. All right. <laughs> All right, I'll get if a few. You love, six- if you love me, you'll help me. I'll get it for your 60th birthday, okay? Oh, f- <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can't wait All that right. long. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to move to the next one. I reckon you would have heard this because it gets played on radio all the time, but um, we'll throw to you, B, to put it on. Well, that was Tip of My Tongue by uh, Diesel, uh, originally known as Johnny Diesel, but he dropped the Johnny moniker. Little tinges of Sweet Home Alabama in this, but yeah. uh, uh, is a great song, uh, probably his most famous song. And uh, early 92, this came out and uh, I think hit number one in Australia and look, probably didn't chart overseas, but with all the listeners who are into Aussie rock, like in excess, Diesel have a favour, download it. Uh, Diesel would be very happy. Okay, and we'd like to give a big shout-out to his brother, Brian, at Lazotz in yeah. Newcastle, the place yeah. and the venue to be seen and go. And a quick little <laughs> excess link, uh, at the 25th anniversary mushroom that uh, Mark Obis was talking about uh, a few episodes ago, uh, Diesel sung the Hutchins versions of Good Times. He did. Uh, uh, when in excess came on stage and played uh, for the first, first time since uh, Michael passed. Uh, Diesel filled in for the vocals for, for Mike Hutchins on that part of that song and that live performance. Good man. 
All right. What you got next? Well, I think, you'll list, know, mate. I think you'll know this particular one, okay? So let's take it away and ramp it up to 11, okay? This is, <laughs> this is pretty good, this. I like this. Ramp it up to 11. Okay. Having a quiet pint with the wife, see? This chap comes in like a lunatic. It was the freshest move I've ever seen. Like he was floating on air. I don't know what came over us, but he's got up and danced with him. I've never seen anything like it in my life. <laughs> I was watching the video and it all came flashing back yeah. in this song. <laughs> the Running Man. Who is the Running Man? All the Welsh accents as well. He's pretty good. He's so funny. I don't know the video. I, I didn't really know the song. Yeah. Don't you? You've got no. to watch the video. So he comes on. He comes on into like somebody's like old pub, and there's like the girls are seeing this guy, and all of a sudden he starts doing the Running Man, and they're all doing it, and they're all got the short skirts on like oh it was like it was floating <laughs> right well look i don't know the video what i do know is i found uh, well i knew the song at the time it's 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 a band called utah saints and the yeah. song's called something good um and look there's generally a rule in music when you self-reference yourself in a song aka backstreet backs all right as in backstreet boys referencing themselves normally it adds up to a shit song okay uh because if you are third personing yourself in a song it does sound pretty shit however Utah Saints saying Utah Saints, you you Utah. It, it sounds pretty good, uh, <laughs> but it's such a kitsch. It sounds something They're good. So and kitsch. It's brilliant. Yeah, but do you know the sample that they've lifted? Do you know who the the, the female vocalist is? No, I don't. It's Kate Bush. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's uh, I think it's off the cloud bursting uh, song, which is the thing on the Hounds and Hounds of Love album. But yeah, so they've lifted a sample with that and they've sort of, you know, ramped it up and done a sort of real electronica version of it. So, uh, but still sounds fresh. I bought it for a dollar six months ago in a Whoa. CD bin somewhere, and I've been ripping into my car. So, uh, I guess it still re- re- resonates with me. Well, I recommend everybody to go and watch the video because it really makes you happy. I right, tell you okay. what, also reminds me of it. Right? Reminds me of Fat Boy Slim's prayer. You remember right. that video? Praise? How praise? Pardon? praise you. Yeah. Do you remember like there was those dancers and they yeah. just it was all yeah. like kitschy, so it's all a bit yeah, yeah. are they for real or whatever? But this this is like on that, but it's quite fun. So it's okay. a good good song. Yeah. Okay, we're up to your last one. Last one. Well, thank you for indulging me and listeners. Thank you for indulging by listening. Hopefully you got this far. But uh we're gonna go out <laughs> with something a little bit more melancholy, but something that's still epic, it still sounds great. Um I know Pedro will probably hate me for putting this on because it is a, a band that he uh uh despises despise. I, I still like this band and it's U2 uh, it's one of their top five songs of all time it's the song One uh, what else can we say let's take it away
version that we put on there was the Live in Mexico version where I think uh, that song that's dedicated to uh, Michael Hutchins. Um, I think that concert was recorded two or three days after he passed and uh, uh, really emotive live version that still sort of gives me tingles to this day. So uh, if you haven't seen that, you know, go download it, you know, go onto YouTube. It's there to be seen. And uh, yeah, there's a couple of sort of in excess references during that show. So that is my pleasure of 1992. Well, that, that last song goes deep, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a beautiful song. Well done. Great list. I'm a bit scared to put this together because I got accused last time when I did 1991 of being with Too Cool. Um, so yeah. I, yeah, I did a critic. You said it was probably a little bit too cool for school, so I, I've taken note. I, I, I've tried to go back to the well and just put in what I love, you know, and you what do I'm really. It. You have to. No, I love 1991. Uh, I, I just went to 1992 and go, these are the ones that I still listen to and love. So, Isn't it funny, though, because, like, I was going back through my head the other day and I was thinking, oh, I missed that. That was, like, you know, I should have put Tainted Lovin' and all those, like, songs and Human League. We might miss some eras when we were get, we should have gone back. We'll have to do this all again. Well, <laughs> yes, you know, we could do it again and this wouldn't be none the wiser, probably. No. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Delete so, the episode. <laughs> we could go back and superimpose some of these uh, things in. We could, we could, we could uh, what do they call it? Photoshop some podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, okay. Thank you very much. And uh, in a couple of weeks' time, we will give you the, the duds of 92, I can tell you. Oh, the duds. Yeah. I'll, uh, uh, I know you, I think you put Billy Ray Cyrus in your list, didn't you, the other week? I did. Um, oh, my God. There are still some shockers around that era. So uh, um, I look forward to indulging in in what is, is, was either aged badly or just was bad at the time and still bad. Hey, this is Tim Ferriss, and you're listening to Access All Areas with Hayden and B. Hey. Hi, this is Ella from Middleburg, the Netherlands. You're listening to In Access, Access All Areas with Hayden and B. And now it's time for the topic of the week. famous Australian band in the 70s and early 80s with the song Reminiscing. Uh, I reckon that would have been a, a toe tapper in the UK in your youth. Don't remember it at all. Oh, but you... I love it. It's cute. Have you heard it here or is this the first time? Uh, first time. First time yeah. I've ever heard it. Okay, well, I'm going to have to send you my nerd little uh, LRB or Little River Band collection because uh, uh, they were pretty iconic. They were around sort of in that, uh, you know, late 70s, early 80s, bit and made great waves in America. They had, I think, about 10 top 10 hits over there, and uh, that was one of the most famous songs. And, uh, uh, yeah, so we thought as a theme to this episode that sort of befitted things, and we are, um, I guess, going to look back a little bit on our first sort of 49 weeks, this week included, and uh, just probably you know, through, I think you did a poll last week where you sort of said, okay, well, you know, getting feedback, what people have enjoyed about the podcast. And uh, you sort of put a list of um, questions out and then we got some pretty good sort of metrics and feedback and we thought we would share that and then use it in a way to look backwards. So uh, well done getting that poll together, B. No worries. Yeah, it's quite exciting seeing people's answers and seeing the poll move around. Yes. <laughs> 
Well, what we thought we would do uh, is I think there was sort of eight major sort of uh, responses about what people have found enjoyable about the podcast. So we don't want to make this all you know about us or whatever there, but we just want to improve it and we want to know that certain areas that people are enjoying we can build on and some of the things they're not enjoying we maybe give the flick. There were sort of eight major factors and um, you know I, I guess I'll hand to you to read each one in and we're just going to talk about those and uh, also go down memory lane a little bit about some of the things we enjoyed and it may prompt people to go back to those podcasts if you haven't heard them and do your own deep dive as well. So uh, what came in at number eight, B? Coming in at number eight, we have the competitions. like the competitions that we've been running there's been quite a fair few um winners out there as well so we've had some good prizes um i think the first one we did was clemo's book wasn't it i think so yeah now for those Let's who don't know clemo or his background who's clemo and what what was the the giveaway there i uh, clemo um is david clement and David Clement was the guy that uh, gave his key to his lockup to InXS so they could go and practice in his yard and uh, lockup, really. And then he became a racing car driver and uh, they sponsored him. And then he, they actually took him on the kick tour with them. So his book that he has out, which we actually are selling on our website as well, um, is packed with some real good goodies so um if you haven't got that that's one for your collection so clemo but- clemo was effectively the landlord to the band wasn't he and uh, yeah. the band sort of i think the band sort of welched on the uh the rental fee didn't they after a while and well, had a very the- big big party there didn't you yes i was gonna say it was a big party a famous party so yeah it's a good read it's a really good read so if you Um, haven't heard that episode yeah and you want to go back um you know we definitely encourage that some really good sort of early days sort of anecdotes there and uh uh, i guess that prize is there we had a few books uh given away and um i guess as you said it's being sold on the website so um, but I think also with competitions, you know, we had Nick Egan do something very unique for the listeners as well during those uh, episodes too. Yes, there was a couple of competition winners um, for that one. And we've also got one left. So we'll, next week we'll be auctioning that off. And I'll what is be it? showing what is it. it? What's left? What's left? The poster, yeah. the alternate kick poster, which is absolutely superb. Well, you've got one, haven't you? Yes. Yes. But uh, look, a lot of listeners who haven't heard those uh, episodes may not be aware, but Nick went out and redesigned the mm. kick, kick album cover with, you know, some tweaks and things. Um, and that was a really well sought after competition. We had a lot of traction at the time. Oh, yeah, um, a lot of people wanted it. Yeah, yeah. And then I think not long after, Mark Opitz gave away uh, some signed copies of his book. Is that right? That's right. Mark Opitz's book, which is called... Sophisto Punk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's the one. That's the one. A bit of a mouthful. Um, I must admit, but, I'm still uh, trying to get through that book. It's full of lots of goodies in that as well, isn't there? Some great bits. Correct, correct. <laughs> yeah, I'm about halfway through. I'm really enjoying it. But um, Yeah, me too. Yeah. 
So I, I guess, you know, we will going forward keep having competitions and I guess with the access to merchandise and uh, various things being sent to you and, and then guests do come on, um, we love the fact that we can sort of share some some archival, you know, uh, memorabilia that uh, is, is unique or, you know, some signed things. Um, I think, uh, you know, with Nick, for example, he, he had a, a certificate of authenticity of that particular uh, kick uh, redesign. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting that we can maybe keep doing those things for you and we're glad that you've appreciated that part. And don't forget Andrew and his hat last week. Yes. Or the week yes. before. Yes. Yeah, so, that was that's engaging with in excess itself. That was really exciting. What, what was he drawing bit. out of there again? Was was that the the story about he, who he lived with in England, or was that a different one? Yeah, that's that. That was the competition who he lived with in England, which was um, right. what's it? <laughs> who's, who's Aretha Franklin's son? Aretha, oh God, yeah. why did I say flack or something? Um, yes, and um, they won two tickets to go and see him. But um, it was um, Felicia Weary that won, won that yes. one. And obviously she's in America and he can't travel. So he's going to, she's got to choose a song from his album and she he's going to do a video especially for her and send it to oh, her. Oh, wow. How it nice was, is that? That's great. And you know what we should have done? We should have actually just said to Andrew, this was the competition. Tell us a little bit about living with uh, 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 yeah. Junior, Junior Franklin. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, next time. Well, maybe you could do that, you know. Yeah. Well, well, I'm going to sort of invite him and Merlina if they'll come and uh, do a little guest appearance at the birthday party online with us. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that might be quite nice, mightn't it? As long and as the hat comes, that one. as long as they, you've got to invite the hat as well. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> All right, All right then. Next one. And coming in at number seven, we have fan Zoom engagement. There was a fair few of those that we did. I can't remember them all, can you? Well, uh, I guess when we started off, we had sort of some limited uh, platforms we were on. So I think, you know, Podbean and uh, a little bit of Facebook stuff, but uh, through your hard work and through your own sort of uh, social media expertise, we've been able to sort of get a bit of a wider reach and the podcast is going out in more platforms, but it's also equally uh, meant we've had a lot more feedback and even to the point where we just realized people were saying nice things on the podcast charts and we didn't even know till about this week, did we? No, <laughs> I found some from, uh, yeah, on the uh, Apple podcast from October yeah. and very yes. nice and generous with their words. Wow, yes. lovely, lovely. Yeah. But um, I, I think that they may have mean the actual um, engagement when we do the Zoom episodes, Hayden. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm, yeah. Mm. yeah. My, my favourite, which is very, you know, it's very sad and, well, it's terrible, but I'm just quite proud of what we put out for for Chris uh, Murphy. I mean, it was uh, the time timing and everything. It was really poignant, and uh, yeah, that was that's a, a memorable one for me. I must admit, with everybody. Yeah. Well, look, I think you know all. I mean, effectively, what you know, fan engagement is is it's just communication, and it's done through various ways. So, you're right. You know, with the Zoom chats, they've. I mean my sort of you know thing with those was i was so 
proud that we're able to actually do it right the first time because <laughs> you know trying to align people internationally and then get everybody onto you know a platform with computers and you know not background noise and you know get the right time zones happening and all that sort yeah. of stuff the fact that we could actually do it and i'm not so tech savvy but um the fact that we could sort of put that together uh was you know was great and it's sort of linked to more of those zoom uh, uh, uh chats that we've had um it's given us the confidence to actually interview people i think from there too you know knowing we mm. could put that together and um yeah i guess in this covid world it is probably the sort of way everybody around the world's engaging with people in some respects yeah now. well when you first suggested it to me and i would never done one ever before my anxiety levels went through the roof i thought how on yes. earth are we going to get all these time zones and all these patrons together but yeah you yeah. you did it you you got you managed to do it and you run the show really well <laughs> well, very kind. Uh, I think the thing also to going forward, there is a few shy people who are really great supporters and, and probably don't put themselves out there too much, you know, but they're really behind the scenes and um, they they really, I think, enjoy the podcast. But, um, you know, don't be afraid to break a comfort zone. Come on, have a chat. You know, it's really low key. There's no... There's no script. I don't think we've had one Zoom chat. We said, okay, this is how we're scripting it and whatever. We've let it be sort of quite organic, you know, the way that the, those things have flowed. Um, you know, we've cut, cut and edited a bit later, but uh, there's no there's no right format of a Zoom chat. And, you know, we're quite um, confident in asking questions to sometimes steer things towards your, your comfortable zone when you do come on. So if you have uh, uh, been invited and maybe been a bit nervous about coming on, don't worry about it. Like it's just... It's just, you know, friends hanging out, talking about a band we love. That's absolutely right. Yep. Okay, you ready for the next one? Yep. And coming in at number six, we have Pleasure and Pain. and pain i think this has been a lot of fun um it probably has sort of uh you know been a bit of a diversion from the in excess stuff because we're talking about other bands and music and songs of a certain year that we sort of grew up with and enjoyed and i guess with our listeners uh, a lot of our listeners being uh above 30 years of age uh, it's been great hearing some of the songs that you've enjoyed that we've played that connect with you in your youth and um still get a, a rotation on all your devices today but um uh, I know today we're doing 1992 and I'm going to be uh, unloading some of the little uh, chestnuts of that era. Uh, but yeah, that was sort of something, you know, I thought was a bit risky to do initially, but it might not resonate with people, but uh, we're very, very, very uh, happy and proud that some people have enjoyed that and ranked it highly. Well, that was your baby, wasn't it? You came out with that episode. I love it. I think it's one of my favorite and I like listening to yours because I don't know a lot of what your of your songs that you come out with, but I get an absolute pleasure out of getting mine out there. I must admit, I'm dancing away when I'm putting mine together. So well, thank you. Just, yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's exciting that you know, I'm a fan of we, that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's exciting that there have been some songs that you've played. I'm going, oh, okay. Well, that was obviously big in your upbringing in the UK, and um, and we didn't get that here, or if we did, it didn't chart very well and didn't resonate, but. Uh, there's been some songs that I've sort of uh, connected with a little bit later, like mm. the House Martins and things like that, that I remember you putting on. And um, um, I know for some of the listeners out there, you know, I'm trying to promote a bit of a, of the Australian rock music, 
and pop that was, you know, in excess inspired. So uh, I've always tried to put a bit of local content in because, you know, as, a, as an Australian growing up here, you know, there's some world-class songs that have never really, you know, permeated the, uh, the sound waves or the radio waves of international because of, you know, just exposure and, 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 and limited uh, appeal from some of those countries and record companies. Yeah, I, I think going forward, I'd like to uh, be able to do that for uh, new bands coming through as well, eventually. Yep. Mm, yeah, absolutely, good. absolutely. Okay, next. And coming in at number five, we have The Rents. quite a fair bit in our last couple of episodes mr hayden we need a fair we need to uh, ruffle your hair and get you ranted up again i reckon you've got a bit of a cult following as well i know there's a few people go where's the rant where's the rant what's happened you know are you in love or something Hey, listen, I think I got about four or five rants out in the first seven episodes. And, oh, you, you know, did? I, 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 and, and you know what? I just became happy. Um, oh. As Pharrell <laughs> said, so I got it all off. It was like therapy. I got it off my chest. But, you know, what? Some things have given, there's some things that have genuinely given me the shits in the last three months. So, you know okay. what? I can feel sort of a, a volcano about to erupt. And I, oh, I've, I've got... I've got, a, I, I got some baggage I'm going to let out. And um, look, okay. listen, so I'm going to... I'm not going to do it on the uh, episode 50 next week. I was going to um, say, you better not do it at the birthday party after a couple uh, of wines. Uh, okay, birthday parties, don't get me started, okay? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but uh, I, I keep a little diary, a little things that uh, give me the shits and uh, mm-hmm. in the in excess music world and I will share them with people and uh, I can <laughs> feel some real episode 52 to 56 random coming back. Do you remember the first one? I mean, you going on about John Bon Jovi, and right. I was like, oh, "I can't say that." I well, think I had to edit it. What you was that? Where I said, "Come on, John, get on a heli- helicopter." There's a, there's a hairdryer on there. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna fess up on that one. That's a line that I stole from a very oh. fam- famous comedian called Dennis Leary. Now, Dennis oh. Leary uh, had a hit in '93 called "I'm an Arsehole. Uh, the song, and uh, he also has been a prominent sort of actor, character actor around the world. But um, he uh, does a great stand-up routine where he talks a bit about artists dying and all the good people. Why is it all the good good people die? You know, John Lennon. You know, you know, Seven Bullets, Yoko Ono, not one fucking scratch. You know, uh, <laughs> um, you know, he he he, he talks about um, you know why is it you know. You know, you know, Janis Joplin and Jimi Hendrix and Jimmy Morrison die and, you know, we, and, and Stevie Ray Vaughan dies in a plane crash and we can't get John Bon Jovi on a helicopter, you know. Like, oh, so, so that's where you got I, it I did, I did. I will cite it after 50 episodes. I did look from that. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it still strikes a chord with me. You know, it, it, it seems like all the good musicians die and, and the, uh, the the crabby ones don't. So, um, that's really yeah. bad. I know, I know. Oh, no. But, uh, Never mind, Right, going on swiftly on, I think we'll cut you dead there. Cut you dead there. (laughs) And 
coming in at number four, we have the album reviews. Labor love for me, you know. I, I guess um, it's been a bit of a mission to go back and retrospectively review each album and take on a 2020, 21, 22 sort of, you know, perspective on what that album was to me back then and what it is to, to sort of us now and uh, how you feel about it. But um, yeah, I, I probably enjoy doing those a lot because um, that that is that is in excess. Like, you know, that's the body of work. That's the legacy. That's you know, we're all pushing daisies you know, will be uh, what stands stands firm, you know. So uh, the songs are everything. Um, everything else is secondary. Um, so I do love going back and talking about those and, and giving due recognition, especially for, for you know, what I would say is there's, they've had two eras in excess. They've had sort of the pre-international acclaim and then they've had the post-international acclaim. So, you know, we grew up really with Shabu Shabar, Original Sin and Listen Like Thieves as those pivotal early albums yet overseas it was probably sort of you know you you know you listen like it was kick x tri- triumvirate which uh, a lot of overseas listeners got a, a, attracted to the band off those so it's been fun sharing the early stuff and also rejoicing in the later stuff yeah well um thank you for putting so much work into those episodes there is a huge amount to take in and uh, i do really enjoy going through them but i would like to go back through them again another time i just yeah. feel like i didn't give enough input into the first couple i really yeah, got into well, the max q and the kick but the first couple i was like oh i really wish i'd we, listened we can more. we might go back and revisit them but we might sort of make mm. it a zoom call where we get the yeah. listeners on and say listen you you're all going to jointly review this and we're going to all do it together as a collective so that'd be something we could take a, a different twist on things but um uh, yeah, like we where we sit at the moment with the album reviews, I think we've uh, we've uh, up gone up to X uh, mm. by this stage. So going forward, there's you know Live Baby Live, the live album, uh, Welcome, uh, Full Moon, uh, Elegantly Wasted, uh, obviously the Switch album, but also there's going to be quite a lot of reviews on the compilations. So going forward, you know there's a lot of compilation stuff. I think there's probably over thirteen or fourteen or fifteen different. Uh, compilations like some some of the listeners may not know in 2004 I think it was was there was an NXS remix album with all of the great dance remixes stuff from Paul Oakenfield uh, through to uh, Basement Jacks and a whole lot of you know people who remixed some of the NXS staff um, now you might not have that album but it was uh, a, a, a popular album here uh, at the time and it's just a whole lot of dance versions of their tracks so uh, that's something that you know a lot of listeners may not know about. We, we can get, we can play and go in and do deep dives, even down to the best ofs and the greatest hits and the different regions they're in. You know, '94, there were three greatest hits albums released: one in Australia, one in the UK, and one in America. And they all had different track listings. One in Australia had 20 songs, one in the UK had 18, and the one in America had 16. And there were different sort of bonus tracks on each and stuff as well. So. Um, you know, we will get into some of that stuff uh, and the real nerds uh, will really enjoy that, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm quite, um, quite looking forward to that dance one. I'm, I'm listening to you, but yeah. I'm also hearing my um, Facebook pinging off. And I do apologise, everybody, because I've got my 
Bluetooth headphones on, which means I'm not hearing from my mic. So I'm hearing everyone. So you can just imagine how many pings I get a day. <laughs> it's oh. going off constantly. All right, let's go for the next one. And coming in at number three, we have the hosts. All right. Well, this is this is a bit of a weird one to talk about, a bit, isn't it? This is us, the hosts. Number well, three. Well. First of all, thank you very much for saying that. Um, I, when I listen back to some of the podcasts, and I, I actually don't listen to them all, but I listen to some, but I do cringe, and I think we all cringe at hearing ourselves or looking at photos <laughs> of ourselves. So uh, somehow, if we've ranked highly and appealed to you uh, as co-hosts, uh, that is very heartfelt and warming to us. Um, um, we really do this, I guess, with a, a, with sincerity and without um, you know any sort of... Um, uh, you know, a t- uh, desire to, to be anywhere ahead of the band. To me, the stars of this podcast are not us. It's the band, the music, and, it, and it's the participants. Um, uh, if you've enjoyed the way we've put it together and the way we've crafted it and um, we've sort of connected with you and you enjoy our voices coming through, you know, your AirPods, your headphones, or however you listen, um, look, we're very, very appreciative of that. And um, we didn't expect that. We don't, we don't go seeking that. But um, thank you from me on that one. Well, I'd like to thank you, Hayden. I'd like to thank you for finding me in that crowd at the Mr. Fi event because this <laughs> one, we wouldn't have been friends. And I want to thank you for thinking that I could become your co-host. So yes. there's lots of little steps that have happened for this to happen. And your wealth of knowledge of In Excess is just superb. And your commitment to In Excess. So I want to thank you on lots of levels there. Well, likewise, likewise. Uh, you know, you're the production brains behind putting all these edits and things together. Um, this is probably, and you would know, I'm quite time poor at the moment with work and family and uh, life balance and things like that. And, um, you know, I... I, I, I feel a bit like <laughs> feel a bit like we're on tour and then it's that it's that one or two hours a week that matter. Once we sort of once the headphones go on, I feel like I get a surge of energy. But uh, outside that one hour a week, I'm I'm a walking zombie at the moment, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, we we might be poles apart and miles apart or K's apart, but we get there. We do this. Yeah. We've been doing this once a week. So yeah. congratulations to you. You too, you too. All right, okay. next one. Right, next one. Sliding into second place, we have the deep dives on the band members. Yeah, well, maybe you could start off on this one. I mean, it was something that I thought would be a good initiative just to sort of do a deep dive on each band member. I mean, how have you felt going through those like you know i think one thing i tried to put out there was like isolate the drums isolate the bass isolate the vocal Mm. that sort of stuff um Mm. how have you sort of uh, felt about those particular ones well 
I was thinking about this because like, again, it's something that I want to go back and redo as well. But the John Farris one that you did, that was our first one, wasn't it? I think so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is really good stuff. The the Going back and listening to music I'd never heard before that John had been involved with and just your knowledge on John Farris was brilliant, really good. I feel like I do need to do more on Tim. I think we could do a lot better on Tim's... um, Tim's episode and uh, we definitely do need to do more on Michael but I th- it's been really really good I've really enjoyed yeah, finding well, out I, more. I, I remember when NXS really conquered the UK um, and it, everything was going really well from around 1990-91 and uh, there was that uh, famous protest singer Billy Bragg he was on a talk oh, show yeah, yeah, and right. uh, he you know NXS were really you know, you know right up there and everything there and you know, they got onto topics about people and bands and music and he and he made some jibe about, oh, well, you know, who'd know the bass player from Inexcess anyway, you know, blah, blah, he blah, blah. He did say blah. that. <gasps> he Smack did. Him. Yeah, I know. So Hate him even more now. Yeah, I know, I know. But, uh, you know, the facts <laughs> are that um, a lot of people, you know, listen to music and they enjoyed it on a certain level. One of my goals with the Deep Dives was just to sort of, I guess, bring to attention each member's contribution to the sound because... <laughs> As you you understand, when you have six members and distinctive members with distinctive skills, mm-hmm. how is it that sound molds together, you know, to form a song? Um, and you know, drum. Uh, sorry, John has some really great drum patterns and things like that. And uh, you know, Kirk obviously, you know, with his saxophone and lead guitar stuff, and um, you know, Andrew's you know keyboards and things. And you know, we think that. Um, if you've got something out of those, which sounds like you have, um, we're very very proud that. Um, that's connected because the band were more than just Michael. Um, Michael's the star. He was the international sex symbol, that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, he, he didn't play an instrument. So those melodies and tunes and rhythms and things like that um, were created by some very talented people mm-hmm. along with Michael's charismatic vocals and swagger. So, and lyrics. Yeah. And one of the things is going to be a criteria, like for any, if any of the band members do come on the show, B, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to be forced to listen to their deep dive before they come on. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So we, That's we, their we, homework, is it? Correct. Now, I know Kirk would be very happy to listen to his own deep dive because uh, <laughs> he, he, he's very happy with Kirk time. So I reckon Kirk would be very happy to go and listen to his uh, In Excess Access or his deep dive. But uh, because we'd like to talk about stuff on that, um, about that podcast, because some of that stuff was very much um, not speculative, but when we talked about certain things about the band, it was just how I felt and found and heard and interpreted. And it'd be nice to know if, if some of the stuff we did go through was accurate or, uh, or yeah. you know, they can build on because mm. they were there and they are them. So, um, mm. yeah, we'll give them a bit of homework to uh, <laughs> do before they come on. It's funny that you should say that because when we were talking about the albums, I was thinking we could do that too when we bring on a guest, one of the main mem- members of the band, yep. that we could uh, talk about one certain album and a couple of tracks off it. Yep. 
Yeah, mm. no, we there'll be a lot of stuff that we, we will be able to sort of deal with, uh, you know, when we get a chance to talk to them, which is which is good. But uh, which will happen, don't you yeah. worry, everybody. <laughs> and, and look, you know what? We, there could be some other deep dives. We haven't really done one on Chris Murphy yet. You know, who's the seventh member of the band? Mm. Um, you know, that would be an interesting thing in itself. And 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 tragically, we, we will never get the chance to meet or talk to Chris personally. But. Um, there is enough information in his own autobiography out there and people who know him and things for us to be able to really tackle that and just you yes. know, go through how he helped the band climb, not just the, the myths and the, the, the anecdotes, but something that's genuine and real. Um, yeah. So that'll be something which will, will be quite I'd enjoy that one. Stuff as well. I like that one. Okay. And Great. the last one. into first position we have the interviews yeah well i mean look uh, i i guess you know uh, that means that people like listening to other people more than us which is which is good really great yes. that's the way it should be um, but look, you know, we, we started with Blair, you know, which, you know, all due respect to Blair, you know, he was a cover sort of singer to the band, but gave us some really in- good insights about, you know, being a vocalist, trying to interpret Michael and the band's music. But um, I think, you know, when we got a chance to talk to Nick Egan, that was a bit of a game changer for us, wasn't it? Oh, we're a great man. But Blair was, Blair was a great fan as well. So he yeah. gave us an insight that way. But yeah, Nick was a different level, wasn't he? Yeah. He spread over two, two week episodes as well, didn't he? But um, I was can't so wait nervous. To have him back on again. I, you probably think so, but I was so nervous about Nick coming on because I really didn't know Nick. I didn't know his personality. I didn't know uh, what type of sort of interviewee he would be. And and then when he did come on initially, before we started recording, he was like, "Oh, sorry, I was running a bit late. I was at John Taylor's house. You know, we had some you know heavy traffic in the Hollywood Hills." I'm like, "Uh." Uh, you know, <laughs> because like, uh, I missed the beginning because I, I, I was working. Well, <laughs> correct. How do I deal with that? You know, okay, I'm, to, I'm chatting to a guy who's just been stuck at a Duran Duran bass player's house, and uh, uh, <laughs> here he is. But, but you know, we 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 turned the speakers on, and look, he didn't he did look respectfully uh, alumni um, uh, patron of the show, but. He didn't bloody shut up. We were just, he was the best guest. Uh, we put, we just pressed record and it just rolled out. And, it just uh, went for it, didn't it? It did. We didn't even have a beginning, a middle or an end. It was just like an absolute tsunami of information. And it was, it was an editing coup d'etat by you to see somehow compile it together over a two day, three, three, sorry, episode run. But um, I, th- I think I still got some wolf footage. The thing, the thing I loved about, we, we do. The thing I loved about Nick the most was his poignant description of Michael, which, you know, nearly brought him to tears, you know, when he just was so heartfelt in his understanding about who he was, what he was about, and the generous spirit that Michael gave and the generous recognition of that spirit. Um, that gave me tingles and it gives me tingles talking about it, you know. Um, and, if you, again, if you've only just come to our podcast lately, um, you know, we, we, we really... Um, we were just fans listening to Nick talk about our idols, you know, and him being close to it. And uh, again, we, we'd urge you, you know, not for our benefit, but just your own, you know, if you can mm. go back and listen to those two or three episodes, he was, he was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. He's, and he's such a good friend to us as well. But 
just the way he speaks about Michael, he absolutely really misses him still. Yeah. But I yeah. think he buried quite a little bit of that. And then now it's all come back out again. He's you know, able to unleash it upon us, yeah. <laughs> all his memories. It was wonderful. Absolutely and, wonderful. And, 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 and one of the most sort of just, just you know, affirming moments was was getting contacted by Mark Opitz himself, oh. who was listening to the show, unbeknownst to us, uh, and then I offered to come on the show. And then when he did come on the show, he was such, like Nick, equally a generous spirit, um, you know, gave up hours and hours and hours, you know, to do it. And, um, you know, we're going to have Mark back on when we do Welcome, which probably not far away, actually. No. Next month we'll probably do that. And um, and 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 just, you know, listening to, 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 to Mark's career and, and just, you know, his ascent through working through with, with ACDC and the Albert label all the way through to what he's been doing now. And, um, I mean, he's just a hero of mine as, as a kid mm. growing up with Australian music and the amount of, you know, I guess, you know, um, fingerprints of production that he's put on Australian artists and uh, been able to, I guess, just cohesively align the band's strengths like in excess. Like I remember him saying, you know, I got rid of all that sort of swirly, you know, like the specials, you know, the UK band, some of the avant-garde, you know, swirly type, you know, um, you know, noises that in excess used to do on their first couple of albums and just align it to guitar and, 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 uh, you know, just the crisp production um, that he was able to just imbue on the band. And, um, you know, as I said, you know, for, for Mark uh, to give up his time and come on and, and support us in the way he has and, and mention us to people has now opened up more guest opportunities. And, and, and again, you know, it's just given us confidence to keep going, I guess. So yeah, we, we credit Mark yeah. for that. Yeah, Th- thankfully they both found us as well, which is so yeah. nice. But yeah, do urge you to go back and listen to both of their interviews. The other one that everyone really enjoyed was Richard Simpkins. Yeah, do you remember having Richard? Yeah. That was funny. I think I was in the car, in the car park on my lunch break, listening to you two talking. <laughs> well, look, he he um, you know, he he comes from you know a bit like Mary Woods and Clemo and some of those ones. He comes from really sort of uh, happenstance in a way, you know, he, he sort of met mm. the band at a young age and then built a relationship and a connection. And uh, boy, did he have some stories to share. Great stories. Being in the, in the car going over the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Oh, and, you know, you know yeah. just a Michael on his Harley and then the photos <laughs> that he got, you know. So um, yes. I think that was around episode maybe 13, 14, 15, around there. So um, again, Richard sort of, um, if you've seen the movie Almost Famous, he's almost like the character in Almost Famous, the young kid yeah, who befriends yeah. the band and um and, and Uber grows jealous. And, <laughs> correct, correct. And uh yeah, he um he, you know, we look forward to seeing him next week at the party if that's what you said he's coming, so that'd be great. But, yes, hopefully. Oh yeah, and it'll be Mark Opitz's birthday on the day of the party as well, don't forget. Yes, so yes, yeah, yes. we'll have to make sure we sing, sing happy birthday to Mark. Yes. Um and uh we also had Sean. Dickinson yeah. from the Soup Dragons. That was yeah. oh, what a great voice. He's lovely. Um, his um, album's been um, delayed a little bit, so I can't yeah. wait to hear that. And then yeah. Mary, beautiful. Oh my God, what a humble lady and mm. did so much work for them. Wow. All the catalog, cataloging everything that NXS have done. And she's looking for her shipping container that she actually sold to the band back in 95. It's somewhere in Australia and nobody knows where the key is. Can you believe that? Can we get some bolt cutters? 
Uh, I tell you what, I am on a mission to find this bloody container. Wow. Okay. <laughs> one of the first things I said to Kirk, Kirk, have you got the key? <laughs> <laughs> just tell him some, Just tell him there's some cameras there and a Juno and uh, some interview time and uh, he will be straight down there and uh, that'll be fine. We'll get the Kirkster there to help. Oh, imagine, imagine finding that loot, hey? Yeah. I'd be in heaven. Anyway, yeah. what interviews have we got lined up? Well, I won't, I won't sit here and profess to say we have a huge amount lined up, but I think we, we aspire to, uh, to do a few things. I, I know uh, you've reached out, I guess, uh, in the last couple of weeks to Gary and to uh, uh, Toby, Toby from Ash and Moon. And yep. they have expressed an interest in coming onto the show, which is great. Yeah, they they will be. Yeah. I've got um, I've got a a guy called Peter Toulouse who knew the band when they were a covers band, and right. they were called the Ferris Brothers. Right. And I will be chatting with him very soon, um, and you will too. Yeah, have to keep you get get some time with you too. Um, yeah. And we were also thinking of getting in touch with um, some of the photographers. There's a famous one that you particularly like, isn't there? Well, Anton Corbin, very famous uh, photographer mm. who did a lot of work, I think, dating back even to the with John Lennon through to uh, U2. I think um, uh, did a lot of, I think, things with uh, Joy Division. Uh, very famous uh, artist and photographer in himself. Uh, has Did a lot of the very striking photos that Michael did, especially on his solo album and things. Um, you know, Michael was very photogenic and I know Anton was very excited about working with Michael, but um, um, yeah, there may be some openings there, but um, you know, I love the fact that, you know, we can chat to, you know, somebody who was just around near the band or somebody who has a, a private story or has a, a, an anecdote or, or an experience that takes us into that world. And I think people like Clemo and Richard and some of those guests were just as, you know, um, important for our podcast as you know, some of the superstars that I say, yeah. you know, respectfully like Mark and, and Nick and things. So, um, but you know, I'd like to think between episode 51 and episode sort of 100, we can uh, hopefully get on to all band members and make a bit of a goal be that in this next sort of 50 episodes, we can get each band member uh, on. Um, and even some of the, you know, the guest singers who, who, who filled some time with the band to come on and share their stories because, I think even that sort of 2000 and, you know, uh, year 2000 to 2010 period is an important period to talk about and just how the band were able to sort of get the courage to go back out and tour again and play and record and things. Yeah. And thank you everyone for your support in getting us to 50 and uh, yeah, may we get another 50 in, in between then and now. Yeah. Thank you very much. everybody. Hey, this is David from Garbing. Hi, this is Katie from England. G'day, it's Paul from Sydney. Hi, this is Ella from the Netherlands. This is Dr. Jim and that's a wrap. All right, B, well, that's a wrap. Episode 49, We uh, it was great going down memory lane a little bit and just sort of seeing where we've come. Uh, but more importantly, uh, we will be looking forward and uh, looking at growth and opportunities and how we can broaden the appeal of the podcast and uh, keep having fun with our audience and building the audience. Yeah. 
Thank you for that elaborate response there, Lee. I'm uh, glad that you could. Uh, I was expecting you to give me a bit of a bridge I'm, then. I'm, you didn't even you, look at me. I thought, it's fine. I thought I threw you a, it's a real sort of. Uh, Thanks for that, mate. A real sort of uh, line there. And uh, yeah, I, was, I, I, I threw I'm a worm out. so professional. Threw a worm out and caught an ant. But uh, <laughs> we look forward to building the podcast in the future, Billy. What do you say about that? Oh, I think that would be marvelous. I think right. we're doing the right thing. Do you? Okay. Well, here's what's interesting, okay, is that uh, we, you probably in the fan engagement side are very uh, on the pulse with that. Uh, are there people or uh, new patrons or people particularly you would like to acknowledge? Well, there's a lot of people that says that say that they want to become a patron and they haven't yet. And I'm not going to call you out. I'd like to. <laughs> I yeah. won't. But, like, um, yeah, I've sent you the link just come up, come along when you're ready. Can't wait to have you there. But I'd like to say hi to a few people that um, have engaged with us this week. Matt Brown, Matt Brown, you are amazing. You're always fun. And he says, love all the podcasts. He loves all our aspects and they make him feel nice and warm inside. <laughs> Yeah. Quite like that. I like yeah. making people warm inside. And then the other one is um, Ma uh, Marsha from Nebraska. And wow. she is, um, she's been listening to us for a very long time. That's the first time I've heard of you, Marsha. So hi, nice to um, hear from you. And, um, and then we've got Mandy and she says, thank you for keeping the podcast so interesting. Says we, it's always different and interesting each week and it let, lets them want more. I think that's, that's um, all down to you, Hayden, for that. Well, uh, look, I'm glad you've realised uh, that uh, <laughs> well, I am an interesting, you, not me. I'm an interesting guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, but no, humbly speaking, we are very, very, <laughs> we are very, very appreciative of those words. And I think there was also be a very nice email we got this week from a couple, well, a couple of emails from people as well. Um, oh, who, Abigail. Yeah. yeah oh, isn't she gorgeous? Yeah, listening to our podcast on the way to work and stuff like that and yeah. things. And um we, you know, we, we, we love the fact that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whether it's exercise or driving or riding a bike or sleeping or whatever there, that we do come into your lounge room or come into your environment and, and, and give you a, a, a chop out from what is life sometimes. And life sometimes can be a bit shitty and crappy. And um, we, we hope that, you know, we do provide um, uh, a break from uh, things that, um, you know, test us out as humans. I want to also give a shout out to Jimmy. Jimmy's been helping me with my brain and he's very good at helping <laughs> stuff. So thank you, Jimmy, with my brain. <laughs> I Look, listeners, I have the benefit of seeing B sort of articulate things both visually and, and, and audio-wise. And the way she sort of pointed her head when she said, helping with my brain, it was like scarecrow. It's there, isn't it? It's there, you know, I think. The scarecrow or someone like that from... Uh, <laughs> From Wizard of Oz, didn't he have didn't have a brain or whatever? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, thanks, Jimmy. Um, you know, uh, uh, we've got a, a neurosurgeon on board. So, <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, look, if anyone who is in the Sydney area next week, anyone who wants to fly in, anybody would like to come and enjoy some time with us? Or they can't. The table's fly? full. Doesn't matter. They need the bar. Look, you know, table. Tables, tables, fables, babies. No, no, we want to see lots of you. You come yeah. along and some, come and say hi to us. We can't wait. Yeah. Hayden's going to wear a suit. Well, that's, that's up for conjecture. No, we'll you work. are. I told you, I'm the boss. Yeah, come on. Up for conjecture. B said before the podcast she was going to dress up as a Playboy bunny. I don't know why she came up with that idea. 
Um, but, I, uh, did, I did not listen to you, cheeky bugger. You tell lies, B. I don't know how you're going to But uh, <laughs> yeah. we... At this time next week of listening, we will hopefully see you, uh, uh, stream you, hear you, uh, shake your hand, wherever it might be. We, we love you to come and join us and celebrate what's been a fantastic uh, period of our lives, but just the start of the, of the journey uh, to where we're going. And um, I do believe we have had some phone-in uh, congratulations from I some very famous people. We won't mention that. who they are, but uh, maybe no, next week. No, we've got the, lots. We've had lots of people ring in and sort of audio uh, to us, uh, thanking us for what we've been doing. So thank yes. you thank you for the thank yous. Thank um, you for, for the thank yous. Yes, thank you. Okay, but enough of the Lavazza Mutual Love Admiration Society. We're going to get down to some tunes and some music, B. And so, bunnies. So, yeah, so we're going to get down to our tribute song and cover song and whatever there. And um, I'm going to press pause right now, B, because I don't even know what I'm doing. I, I forgot which one it is, and I've got to research it, and I've written it down somewhere at work. So we'll add that into the next edit, okay? Okay. Well, we normally exit out with a song that relates to in excess. Could be a cover version like Teskey Brothers the other week. Uh, it could be a tribute sort of song that sort of relates to that particular time. Uh, but this week we're going to be a little bit different, B. We're going to go outside the wheelhouse, but there is a tenuous link here to this song, and that is the person who sings this song popped up on our pleasure and pain earlier. This band was Tim's one of Tim's two favourite bands growing up. I think he loved Roxy Music and he loved The Clash. Oh. So, B, when you and I were bopping earlier in Pleasure and Pain to the song Rush, we, as a, a ode to Timmy and an ode to our, our mutual admiration society of this song, we're going to play the whole version of Rush by Big Audio <gasps> Dynamite. And uh, we hope the listeners, if you haven't heard this before, play it five times, play it in the car the whole week, make it a Rush week. It's an ode to Timmy. It's an ode to a song that unites us together. And uh, like anything, the word rush probably relates to our lives at the moment. We're rushing around everywhere trying to get this podcast together. So uh, we're going to play out with this one. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a very happy goodbye from B. Bye, everyone. If I have my time again... Fully grown And I know where it's at Somehow I stay thin While the other guys got fat All the chances that I've blown And the times that I've been down I didn't get too high Kept my feet on the ground 